Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, then you are in the right place. If you would love to have lasting energy, balanced hormones, and better periods, and you find yourself spending all of your precious time after the kids go to bed, researching what to eat, what supplements to take, how to exercise, and you feel overwhelmed by all the info out there, then I've got you. Emily Shadri is registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner plus mama of three little ones. And I know that hormone balance doesn't have to be hard. I'll help you balance your hormones without perfection with simple steps that actually work for busy mamas so you can feel good inside and out and be present, joyful, and confident in the beautiful life you're already living. If you're in for happy hormones, taking messy action, and seeing results without perfection, then put your hair in that mom bun, grab your toddler the seventh snack of the day, and grab yourself a bone broth hot chocolate so we can do this. Hello. Good morning. Welcome back to the podcast. I have my favorite guest here, Heather, Dr. Heather Rhodes. We haven't done a podcast in a while, but we wanted to come to you and talk about blood sugar balance and how incredibly important this is for hormones. And this episode is going to be a little bit technical, but I really want you to be able to walk away with more knowledge on how your body works and why it matters so much for hormone balance. And I would truly say this is probably one of the most overlooked things when it comes to hormone balance. So one of the things that Heather and I both see so much when our clients come to us and they're like, my hormones are a mess. Why are they? And when we look at your food and we look at your meal times and how you're putting foods together, it's just so clear some of the time. So welcome, Heather. I know this is a topic near and dear to your heart. <laughs> yes. And I know a lot of people at least from my programs, when I'm working with them, will say like right off the bat, like I stabilize blood sugar. I always eat protein and carbs. Like I know. And then we'll get into the program and I'll see like a day in their life and I'll be like, oh girl, no, we are not keeping that stable. So if you are tempted to think that and you're doing it based off of maybe before you listen today, stay tuned. I encourage you to just consider that you're still going to learn something you might not have before and that there's a lot of really sneaky, in my opinion, kind of that blood sugar gets a little wonky. So but do you want to just start us off with a little overview of how blood sugar is even regulated in the body and what goes into that? It's obviously a very complicated system. It's not just super simple, but give us like the cliff notes version. Yeah. So essentially all of your organs, especially your brain, need sugar to survive. It's the easiest form of energy that your body can have. So if you've ever heard that like your body can be fueled and energized on ketones or on all fat, all protein diet, that is true. However, that costs the body a lot of money to be able to run in that way. So sugar is like the easiest, quickest, most effective way the body can have energy. And so it goes back a little bit to metabolism. We talk about metabolism a lot, but just a reminder there that metabolism is how your body takes the energy that's coming in and decides what system is going to get that energy. And so I like to think of blood sugar as the dollars. If we were thinking about your body as like a corporation or a business that has all these different departments, like for every department to work, you have to pay the workers to show up and do the operations to run what you need those departments and overall the business to do. So that's what your blood sugar is. It is like your easiest, quickest fuel source. And a couple of things to note is that the brain is always assessing where it feels blood sugar is. And so if blood sugar starts to drop, and we're literally talking about the actual sugar molecules that are existing in your blood, 
your brain is like scanning those. And when those levels seem to be too low, then the brain will start telling other parts of the body to do different things so that it can make sure it will always have that fuel source, that sugar available. And so basically the sugar exists in the blood and then your body has to get it into your muscles and your tissues and your organs so that they can turn it into fuel to do what they need to do. And insulin is the way they do that. Insulin is, it's almost, we call it like a lock and key. Insulin's like the key to unlock all of your muscles and all of your organs so that they can say, hey, sugar's here. I'm dropping this. It's like the mailman, right? Like you need communication. They have to, or your Instagram app. (laughs) He just goes in and opens the door and says, hey, here's the sugar you need to work today. And so that's like that one piece. And then you also, your body also has a lot of safety mechanisms in place because if there was a trauma, if there's a threat, if there's a stressor that you have to run away from really quick or your body has to start changing. Even I think about an injury, like a, if you had like a traumatic injury, your body has to be ready and prepared for basically like your army to go to work, to keep you safe and keep you alive. And so it always wants a reserve sugar to be able to do that. And so that really is going to happen primarily in your liver. So when you hear people talk a lot about liver and how the liver interacts with hormones, it's really in three different ways. One is that the liver helps your body to make hormones. The other is that your liver helps your body to break down hormones. And the third is that your body regulates blood sugar. So because your body always wants this reserve in your liver, if blood sugar gets too low, the brain will send a signal to the liver that says, hey, we need some sugar and the liver will release the sugar that's been stored. And now you can get in patterns that can throw things off a little bit pretty easily when the body either has a lot of stress because it thinks, oh, we need a lot more of the sugar regulated. Or if your diet is not keeping blood sugar levels stable, then the liver is like dumping sugar all day, which means it's not doing its other jobs of detoxing, of making hormones, of breaking hormones down. So that's my like general overview. I went a little bit in depth, but that hopefully again, like some of these pieces are coming together and you're able to realize, oh, that's why insulin matters. That's why this all connects back to my hormones and how you feel, right? Like when your blood sugar's high, you have a lot of energy because all of your organs and your systems are getting a lot of fuel. But also if your blood sugar is going high, low, high, low, high, low, you're going to feel so exhausted. That is such a crazy process for your body that a lot of times when people feel low energy and a lot of hormone symptoms and it's coming back to blood sugar, it's not just because like your blood sugar is too low all the time or even that your blood sugar is too high all the time. I see more times than not, it's that those levels are just going all over the place. So you might have a high blood sugar in the morning and then it might drop. So then you're like starving or I see people chase blood sugar a lot with like small little high carb, high sugar snacks. And then that just activates your craving center to want more sugar, to need more sugar. And then you have to ride that cascade. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot there with what you said, but essentially like there is a feedback loop with your brain and with your hormones that are associated with blood sugar, but insulin specifically, I think that a term that I want to talk about is insulin resistance and insulin sensitivity. And when we're talking about blood sugar balance, we're not talking about, are you diabetic or not? That is, that could be definitely part of the conversation, but we're actually talking right now about just, no, you're not diabetic. And 
your blood sugar still is very likely imbalanced because of the way that we tend to live as women and the things that we've been told that eating is bad for you. You shouldn't eat carbs ever. You need to just be a superwoman and do 1 million things every single day. So you probably don't have time to eat and you're probably stressed out. And all of that leads to hormone imbalances directly because of exactly what Heather said, that when your body is constantly just in stress mode and trying to keep your blood sugar stable enough to let your brain function and to let your muscles function without really being given the fuel that it needs and or given like very sporadic fuel, then you're going to be in this place where your liver is not able to effectively do its other functions. And so you're going to have hormone imbalances almost only because of that. So that is, it really truly is a huge piece. But when we talk about going back to insulin sensitivity, insulin resistance, that is just essentially saying like how well your cells are responding to insulin. So when Heather was saying your muscles need insulin and blood sugar, or they need blood glucose and like all of your organs need that when your blood sugar is high, when there's high glucose in your blood, insulin has to increase to let that sugar into your cells. And so if you truly are diabetic and you have high blood glucose, that's why they take insulin to bring their blood glucose down because it actually lets the glucose into the cells. And so having a balance of healthy insulin and healthy glucose levels are really important. And when we're talking about even we're saying like blood sugar and you need sugar, it's not like we're not talking about just like eating tablespoons of white sugar, like so many foods break down into sugar, but that's not a bad thing. You need that to function. That's how your body was created to function. And I think that when we hear, oh, that's going to raise my blood sugar. Yeah. Your blood sugar is supposed to go up with meals because it's creating that glucose that you need for energy. And then you should have a matched amount of insulin to help just carry that into the cells. And then you have the energy in the cells that you need and you move on. And so when we're talking about balance with macros and things like that, we'll, we'll get into that more later. It is important. And there are ways to make sure that you're not just having these crazy ups and downs that Heather was talking about, but it truly is a balance and it is a long game. It's not just, I ate a good breakfast today, so I should be good for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. And that's something that I think a lot of people, it just goes back to the basics that we've talked about before about how the body works. The body's always trying to figure out your pattern. So what can happen is if your blood sugar is consistently too high over time, then the body anticipates that. So it sends a bunch of insulin. Well, you don't want too much insulin hanging out for a couple reasons. One is that insulin is a fat storage hormone. So what can happen is insulin starts taking all the extra sugar and storing it as fat. And we know that fat cells can recruit other fat cells. So you can get into this cycle. I tell a lot of people, we don't talk too much about weight here because I don't even believe that weighing yourself is scientifically accurate, but that's a whole different story. (laughs) But essentially something that I think gets missed a lot is when people abide by the like calories in calories out, I see that the number one thing is people forget how much of a role blood sugar plays in weight management and weight flexibility and your insulin levels really determine so much of what goes on with your weight. So the other thing that happens when you've got too much insulin, your body's anticipating this sugar being high. So it's releasing too much insulin is that it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. Essentially, your body stops responding to that insulin because if we have enough sugar, you're always here hanging out. Like, I know you're not bringing me anything good today because you're here every day, right? 
So we really do want the body to stay primed to be responsive by having the right amounts there at the right times. And then the other thing that can happen, I see this a lot, is people will go the opposite way and decide to cut out sugar. Well, I eat no sugar. I eat little to no sugar. I do no added sugar. Or they replace everything with stevia or monk fruit or erythritol or even the quote unquote healthier options for low sugar, low carb, whatever. And what happens there is your body still releases insulin in response to those. And now insulin's knocking at the door of your muscles and your organs and they open up and nothing's there. So they're like, dude, why are you here? You're not giving us what they need. So it sends stronger signals to turn on the craving center to hopefully get your body's trying to get you to eat sugar. But it also makes those muscles and those tissues less responsive to the insulin so that when the sugar actually does show up, it's not going to listen. It's not going to be able to come in. And I see that happen a lot with diabetics. My residency is in diabetes. And so we saw all the time how whether it be full-blown diabetes or insulin resistance tests or estrogen dominance, where people get this understanding that their insulin is a problem. So then they go the opposite way of cutting carbs, cutting sugar, trying keto. And what that does is it makes it to where when those carbs come back into your life, because they will eventually, they have to your body's so much more reactive to them that rather than actually address the root of the insulin dysregulation, you've worsened it. And so that's something that I always encourage people to like anytime they're even thinking, hey, I might just do keto to kickstart my hormones or I might just do low carb to kickstart whatever. The problem is that creates so much instability in your insulin levels that you're gonna have a big hill to climb over to get your sugar and your carb tolerance restabilized. Hey friends, sorry to interrupt, but I have something new and free for you. So it's going to be worth it. I just created a private pod course that is going to teach you all about how to actually balance your blood sugar for happier hormones and more stable moods and energy. And I'm giving away the first two episodes completely free. All you have to do is sign up and grab those and you will have complete access right away. Your link is in the show notes and I will see you in there. Yeah. And even if it, just because it feels good in the moment, just because your energy evens mm. out of it or something, especially with intermittent fasting or like fasting in general, sometimes you can feel better for a little while. And it either can be because you're running on stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol, blood sugar imbalances and those ups and downs we keep talking about are very stressful on the body. It's truly a life and death emergency when your blood sugar starts to drop because you have to have that to continue to function. And so your body takes it very seriously. You have a big cortisol spike. And when you continue to have those cortisol spikes, it tells your brain things are not safe. We don't have what we need, which absolutely can make a huge impact on your hormone system. It essentially turns off the prioritization of making and detoxing hormones well, because you don't need to make a baby when you don't have enough to feed yourself. And so with that being said, when we see like intermittent fasting or even keto, sometimes you can feel better, but a lot of times it is because you're running on stress hormones and, or because your gut is a mess and your body is, oh, I did need a little bit of a break from eating, or it'll decrease inflammation just a little bit in your gut. But like long-term, you're not making good progress in your body overall. And so even if you feel a little better doing one of those things, it's not going to 
actually be sustainable long-term number one, because who wants to actually eat keto your whole life or intermittent fast your whole life, but also like you're essentially like taking money out of the bank faster than you're putting it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think a lot of people do recognize the other thing is you're always told how much better you'll feel when you do it. And so it does feel good in that short term. But again, that's your body burning through its reserve because it is still staying fueled. It is still using the sugar that you have. And so I tell people there's a time and place where some of those strategies could be helpful and supportive and effective for you, but it's not to fix your insulin resistance. It's not to fix your hormone problems. It's you want those things in place and you want them operating really well so that you can see the short-term benefits and you can bounce into a place of your body rebalancing and then going after those goals again. So it's definitely not a solution. (laughs) And so what we both think and know with so many, we have so much evidence showing this, that the solution truly is to create a sustainable lifestyle of blood sugar balance. And that's what we teach in both of our programs is how to actually sustain blood sugar balance so that your brain can have that safety so that your liver can start to work more effectively. And so your body is not going through these like stressful ups and downs over and over again with blood sugar so that we can, so you can see like lasting energy and not have those blood sugar crashes and not have the anxiety that comes with that and not have all of the cravings. Cravings are a huge thing that just goes away when you're actually feeding your body well. And when your body is nourished and it has the minerals and the other nutrients that it needs. And so when we're talking about this, it truly can be much more simple than you're making it a lot of times. And I think a lot of times is a complicated system. There is a lot there. And if the basics are not in place, you're not going to see the results that you want. And so I think that's just like really important to continue to remember that we can try to get so fancy with what we're doing and we can try to do all the supplements and do all the keto and do all the things. But if we're not doing something that's going to be sustainable, you're just setting yourself up for more stress in the future, essentially. Yeah. And the thing too, about what you said is like, it is a cycle that like feeds itself. So you need the stability in order to like get the craving center turned off. And then once that craving center is turned off, you're able to make different choices, which help to stabilize. Like it actually makes everything easier for you. And the you know, final thing I know we're wrapping up is people are probably wondering, well, what is that? What role does all of this have to do with our like actual hormones? And one that I see most often, if you ever Google estrogen dominance, it's going to immediately, or even PCOS, like you're going to start finding stuff about insulin resistance and carbohydrates and all of that. And so I think just like a really quick, easy way to summarize that is in that cycle that stabilizing your blood sugar helps to regulate those hormones. And also when those hormones are regulated, it helps to keep your blood sugar stable. So having balance in both of those places, again, they keep each other and they make your healing process so much easier. And so if you're thinking like, well, where do I start? Do I start with stabilizing blood sugar or do I start with balancing my hormones? And I think the answer to that is probably first going to be like unique to you. So that's where I would say reach out and see, hey, this is what's going on. Where, what do you think? That's why our programs really work in specific ways to come into this cycle and then help you have the cycle start working for you so that you don't have to do as much work. I just know like when my clients, 
feel like they have to change their diet while their craving center is still turned on, while their estrogen's wrecking them, it can feel really difficult. And that's why we work together and why you thought through this in the way your programs are mapped out as well, Leisha, of, hey, no, we're going to work in the way your body's designed to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it is so important to understand that everything truly is working together in your body. And so I think that sometimes we can feel like that's overwhelming and it's like my blood sugar and my hormones and I have to do all these things. But the truth is like when we start to implement some of the most baseline, simple steps that are needed for decreasing stress in the body as a whole, it impacts both your blood sugar and your hormones, which is just beautiful because it truly doesn't have to be as hard as you think it has to be. And so not to say that there's no work involved or anything like that, but with that being said, like one of the things that I find to just be like the most encouraging to me is when my clients have finished like their time working with me one-on-one or they've been in nourish your hormones for a while, we'll have a conversation. And I say like, how are you feeling with how you're eating and what things you've changed in your lifestyle? And do you feel clear on what to continue? And the answer used to be when I used to recommend like more restrictive diets and all of these things, it would be like, oh, like how long do I have to keep doing this? And now the answer is I'm good. I feel good. I know what to do. It's doable. It's part of my lifestyle. And that's the whole point is like, we're not trying to get you to do something that fixes your hormones and then it's too hard to continue. And so I think that's where blood sugar balance comes in. It really is such a key ingredient that will give you those lasting results. Yeah. And what you said is so key too, that like when your body has this on the consistent, like you can on the daily know how to do this, then your body can handle when you go and enjoy a birthday party where you do eat like more candy than you should have, or like you have cake and ice cream and you want to stop for a milkshake. Like your body can deal. It's not primed to be feeling crazy because it's been so unstable for so long. And that's really the goal. If you know what to do in your day-to-day so that you can enjoy the times that you have those excursions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then the days that are crazy and like you do miss lunch, your body's not going to crash the same way if that's Mm -hmm. an exception versus a rule, which I think is so important. So anyway, hopefully this conversation has been helpful and it's like opened your eyes to why blood sugar is so important. And we're going to come back with another episode more specific to insulin resistance, insulin sensitivity, and hormones and PCOS. We're going to have that one coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. And thank you for doing this with me, Heather. Any information shared on this podcast is solely for educational purposes, is not to be taken as medical advice or to be used as a diagnosis or a treatment plan for any medical condition. I'm sharing my educated opinions and experience, but nothing shared here can be taken on a one-size-fits-all basis. We always recommend that you do your own research, talk to your own doctors, and take full informed responsibility for any health and medical choices that you make. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you had as much fun with this episode as I did, make sure to share it with one or three of your besties and leave a rating and review so that more and more women can find this podcast and have happy hormones. And when you're ready to have pain-free periods, no more PMS and energy and capacity to live the life you really want to live, then it's time to join us and nourish your hormones. I can't wait to see you in there and help you have balanced hormones all month long. See you next time.